Hey everybody, welcome back to Send News, the inside gaming podcast where we talk all about video games. My name is Brian, I am your host, and joining me are... I'm Caden. Ooh, you swooped in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Zach. We got a we got a three a three person group today. I was about to say three way. I didn't want to uh, go there. A threesome on our hands today. Good old but, good old menage a trois. That's right. But let's hit the big stories of the week. And I think the biggest one had to be the Xbox Series X, the big game reveal, Xbox 2020. This is going to be a regular monthly thing from them uh, through the rest of the year. Basically, their version of Nintendo D- Direct, and they're going to kind of slow drip the content out but uh this one's getting a lot of criticism because uh, i think the main thing is they promised assassin's creed valhalla gameplay and didn't they gave us um you know in-game engine stuff and some cinematics but i i didn't really see any gameplay there yeah definitely kind of I, I kind of understand that it was a pretty disappointing thing. This is also Microsoft's first time doing something like this. Sony has previously done something like this after Nintendo did it. So this is Microsoft being this, like, we're going to do it. And it's just like, okay, here's this big thing. It's it's 13 games. Assassin's Creed was the big, like, the big one. What, what else we have? Bright Memory Infinite, Call of the Sea, Chorus, Dirt 5, Madden NFL 21, yippee. Uh, Scarlet Nexus, Scorn, Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Medium, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, hey, and Yakuza, Like a Dragon, which I'm super excited for that one, but... I am too, but if Yakuza's your number two game, that's... uh, (laughs) And I, I like Yakuza, but I think... Given that they had hyped this up a fair amount, I, I think we either needed some really awesome gameplay shown off from Assassin's Creed, or we needed, um, I, I think, another big reveal. And I, I don't think these games were bad, and, and some of them looked really quite promising. Oh yeah, but but I don't think it quite lived up to what people were expecting, especially since this is the next generation. You know, we're, we're it, they've hyped up these consoles so much, and then to just kind of show off a, a bunch of fives and sixes instead of eights, nines, and tens, I felt... I, I, that was just my... Honestly, just my first impression of it. That's fair. That's yeah, I mean, like, fair. obviously we don't... When we say fives, sixes, sevens, and stuff, like, that's... We, we haven't played these games. We've barely seen gameplay at all. So I think that's just... I want to iterate here that this is like the gut feeling we get from these. Like, I don't think, I think I speak for all of us when like none of these games really like hit me right between the eyes. It was like, boom, that I got to get an Xbox one X and granted yourself vampire, the masquerade bloodlines too. I'm all about it. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I suspect that once we see us, you know, one of these with the first party focus, we're going to be a little, blown away but i'm, I'm yeah we're gonna to get that, that in july i think okay I, hey i'm glad to see that that they're like putting a good foot forward though with like some interesting third-party stuff that i had that was not on my radar whatsoever like if like i now have this whole another slew of games to be excited for and and out of the menagerie they showed us today like a few of them look really cool so you know i'm gonna keep a positive open mindset yeah no and i i I should reiterate, I don't think they looked bad. I, I, I don't. I, I think they looked promising. I think the problem was a lot of those games, at least to the average gamer, 
they seem like they're just not going to know what they are. They're not, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed was, you know, Yakuza and Madden. Those are all sort of big franchises. I, I think the rest of them, you know, uh, if you follow the stuff or if you're really uh, hardcore about things, yeah, you you might know a, a few more. But I think what you said was exactly right. Nothing just really hit me between the eyes is like, that's what I'm going to buy the Xbox Series X mm -hmm. for. The I, killer I, app. I actually like a, I like a lot of the games that were announced. Um, maybe it's just because I like the fact that uh, I, I definitely understand that this is this is the the, the third party stuff. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Origins was really good. Odyssey was really good. So more of what this new style of Assassin's Creed is. I'm all about it. Bright Memory Infinite. Um, very what is it? they described it as like Ninja Gaiden Devil May Cry, but with guns. It's kind of cool. I, I, I like that concept. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a sure big fan this of, looks great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, the new game from from Bloober Team, the people who did uh, Layers of Fear, uh, the Medium. Okay, looks wait. Real cool. Wait. First of all, a Bloober Team. Bloober Team. I mean, baby. like, if you were to be like, hey, what what studio makes these horror games? I'd be like. I don't know. Like, like no, no, so I guess their name. The, the last word I would guess is bloober. Um, secondary to this, asked this on Inside Gaming Daily today and got absolutely like denied, shut down, just smacked away at the rim. Have y'all ever seen the Huber Bloob Highway, the Dr. Seuss thing? Yeah, of course, the Huber Bloob Highway. I totally oh, know what you're talking thank about. Thank you. Yeah, okay, absolutely. that's it. That's all I needed was just another <laughs> living human's validation. Of this is totally something Caden would know. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 the niche expert on everything. And of oh, course, you know, Scar Scarlet Nexus, it's a freaking anime game. You know I'm all about it. So A lot of horror games, it seems Hell like. yes. It oh, was, that's it, my it, genre, they went, baby. Yeah, they went heavy with the horror, and especially that one where you played the medium, who's sort of going back and forth between two worlds looked really cool but like yeah. it's some, some pretty strong stuff there yeah there was also uh scorn which is uh what did they say uh uh what is what does this blurb say uh next generation metroid style experience with designs heavily reminiscent of hr geiger and uh zidz's law bikinski i have no oh, idea how to pronounce my god Caden, you butchered it it's zidz's law okay <laughs> Get it together. Also, uh, that is not heavily reminiscent of HR Giger. It is just also it's Geiger. Geiger. It's, it's Geiger, Geiger. Not it's Giger. Giger. No, it's, it's Geiger. Geiger. Really? Oh, oh, it's man. Geiger. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been living a lie this whole time. <laughs> but yeah, it. I, I think the thing is that it's it's more about. I don't think they. You know, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It, it, I'll be interested to see what the exclusives are that the studios have been working on. You know, they've made a, a ton of press about how they've been, you know, buying up studios, and I think they said something like fifteen of their studios are working on stuff. You've obviously got uh, Halo Infinite. Um, so, I think there is some good stuff they've got in the works. I don't think this was the best first impression to make no i mean um, the first thing it, it, even if even if all those games are uh, 90 to 100 games on metacritic i still think right now it's the time to make big splashes and, and show off something you know even even some cyberpunk i don't know i think thrown in there would have uh just something at the end and then ending with assassin's creed when they said it was going to be gameplay but then it just turned out to be 
uh, basically an in like a, a, a little a sizzle a trailer. Reel. Yeah, a trailer. <laughs> Just like a, and, like it's it's another version of what we already saw, and it's like neat, but also. I want to see the game running, so... It, it's not a good idea to end on a disappointment. Oh, <laughs> um, for certain. Like, like uh, uh, with stand-up, you want to end on your best joke, or your second <laughs> best joke. You want, to, you want to leave on a real highlight. You don't want to end on just like, ah, okay, well, good night, everybody. Yeah, you start with your... I feel like that's what they did. You start, with your, you start with your A material, and you end with your B material. And that's then you right. sprinkle in C material along the way with a little bit of big boosties along the way. Well, that's, that's right, baby. That's right. In the middle, you put in the new joke you've never done before. When that bombs, you can move on. So, yeah, you just you, you have those pocket like a jokes ready to go when that when go. that's you know C and D material <laughs> whiffs. You're right, you're exactly right. But, I, and, and I just uh, it, it, and I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks really great. I think it's a great concept. Like it's a shame that agreed. if they just hadn't said that, it would be fine. But they just sort of. <laughs> They overpromised and underdelivered, and gamers will tear you apart when you do that every time. Here's the thing with Nintendo, and this is why this is why Nintendo is like so so important with this whole like direct thing. They had that trial and error nonsense, but they came out swinging that first time that they they did a they did a you know a, a big uh, a Nintendo Direct. It was here is our A stuff. And then afterwards, they're just like, okay, now we're going to do a Nindies stream. And it's like, or here's stuff that's mostly third party. But they were very upfront with what you were going to see. It's like, you're going to see Mario Odyssey. Right. You're going to see right. Mario Odyssey. Right. This right. is not that. And they kind of whiffed were, it a bit. And remember when they were rolling out the Switch, they showed a bunch of games. And then they saved the big reveal at the end that Breath of the Wild was going to launch with the Switch. Hell and yeah. that's all anybody talked about. <laughs> but they ended on something that they were going to deliver on day one. And, and, to, and so then the narrative all becomes Breath of the Wild is going to launch with the Switch. The rest of the stuff is coming later. But you'll have Breath of the Wild to play for those first couple months. Exactly. And, and I think I do think Nintendo does a good job of that. And they also uh, do a good job of just not showing stuff until it's either ready immediately or almost ready. And I think uh, uh, other companies kind of fall into that trap of they, they want to show something that might not be out for three years from now. And so, yeah. I don't know. This was all launch window stuff, so that doesn't really apply. I don't know. I, I, I just felt like they were trying to get something out there. But I don't think... I think they probably could have even packaged all of this stuff in a better way than they did. I think they should have waited for whatever they're going to do for in replacement of E3. I think this was unnecessary. I don't think yes. they should have done this in in May. I don't I don't yeah, it feels very most early. people don't That's give a, a shit point. about this stuff. They should have yeah. definitely like, "Hey, we're going to lead off with, you know, here's a, you know, uh, Hellblade 2 at the beginning of the thing. Any any new, you know, gears footage that they want to show off for maybe even like, "Hey, here's the 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 upgrade. Here's what the upgrade of Gears 5 looks like on the Xbox Series X." Then they do all this stuff and some of the support stuff and a bunch of like, you know, Xbox, you know, indie games that they're potentially publishing. And then, then they're just like, here's Halo fucking Infinite. That would have done gangbusters. That would have been right. exactly what they needed to do. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 
I feel like, uh, I think Evan said this in our work Slack, but it's like Sony hasn't said anything, but it feels like they're already winning just because they kept their mouth shut. Um, I, I hope it, I, I do think, though, this is ultimately not going to matter that much. This is just something for us to all talk about, like, in the moment. But... I, I, it feels very Microsofty to kind of rush out there and want to be first, and, and then it's like you get everybody's attention, and then you're like, oh, oh, oh. You mean the I, forgot Xbox, what I, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, you mean you the see, Xbox One launch? <laughs> the, the Xbox One X, similar to the lineage of the Xbox line, they're they're the. They're the Lamborghini of the consoles. They're the Fra- they're the Ferrari with the neon <laughs> undercarriage. They don't need to have substance. Okay, they're co- they're cool. Uh, they burn fast and bright. Um, and and at the end of the day, you know, so, yeah, Sony has a more uh, <coughs> stable launch strategy. But like, really? That's kind of that's business speak for for boring. So I mean, now, fair. granted, to to actually like. Uh, lend something to this. I, Brian, you brought up a good point about like Sony's winning by just keeping their mouth shut. But like Sony also has a really long lineage of seeding things really well. Where where like if you if you see something at a at a Sony E3 press conference and it's like this is not going to be out for probably like two or three more years, you can like almost always guarantee that it will come out and come out pretty dang good. Whereas like. I can't even think of how many Microsoft things kind of just trickled or never like you've got the scale bounds, you've got like weird release oh. windows, you've got just like big big disappointments that were like almost pitched as tentpole games. So yeah, I think I think Sony's kind of like reserved stoicism is is playing really well for them here. This felt a little bit like that E3 a few years back when uh, Microsoft had a bunch of games because the whole criticism was there weren't any exclusives for the Xbox because there weren't. And, and then they, they had that video. This is like maybe three E3s ago. But then, like, after every game, they had, like, showed off, like, 20 or 30 games, and everyone afterwards, exclusive. exclusive. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It was, like, a, maybe a timed or a, you know, world ooh, an exclusive. An exclusive marketing deal. Well, and, like, I, like, look, I, I'm not a marketing guru, but, like... E- I don't know. Like, I feel like for as a from a consumer and media standpoint, like I would have much preferred if the whole idea right now is this whole summer of games, and it's like we're gonna stretch E three out over the course of like a summer. I, I feel like I would have much prefer. I know. Uh, I would have much preferred maybe a more steady drip of new stuff, so that as because right now it feels very much just like shot your wad early on, what was supposed to be a dry run, and like now PlayStation just has to have just a somewhat cohesive cadence of interesting things over the course of, of the lead up whereas like I don't know man like where where does Microsoft go from here if this is their third party I, showing yeah I think if they had done the, if they had led with the Microsoft Studios one and and then you know that all of these are going to be exclusive to me that sells your console more or, or just oh this is what I have to buy an Xbox Series X to get these games now we're going to get that in July but in the meantime, it just feels like, yeah, they're just announcing a bunch of games. And it's like, okay, cool, I guess. But, like, uh, yeah, it just, I, I didn't see a system seller in there. Here's the alternative to all this. If they really wanted to do those steady drips of doing, like, one announcement a month to get everybody, like, hyped up, what they do is they have this. This is fine. I have no necessary real issues with what they did. You know, they showed off Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you know, Bright Memory Infant looks really great, Call of the Sea, the whole fact of smart delivery being that that whole thing of, like, 
no matter what you buy, it's going to carry with you. So if you have an Xbox One or an Xbox One X or an Xbox Series X, you're going to get the same game. But when you upgrade, it's going to come with you and it's going to look better. That's really cool. Mm. But you have to include a Microsoft title in that. It's like show off Hellblade 2. And then next month, show off, you know, something else from the Microsoft Studios. Then after that, show off Halo Infinite and continue on in that trend. You have to have a linchpin. There is no linchpin. There is nothing in this that, like, the main, you know, what John Every Gamer is going to be just like, that's my game. You know, it's, there's right. nothing Even here. John knows that Madden 21 is going to be out everywhere. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but real gamers know that Madden Xbox is the place to play Madden. Play the games play I'm, this. I'm sorry, Xbox I'd rather... Throw yeah, to my wide receiver. That's the, X. <laughs> I'd rather throw to my Y wide receiver than my triangle <laughs> wide receiver. Sorry. I, I do love the smart delivery thing. I, I do think that's worth mentioning and praising Microsoft for. That is a great initiative. I think EA has announced too that they're going to do that for some games. Uh, so they sh- they should absolutely be commended for that because. That's just something that needs to happen. There's no point in like the last generation when it's like I ended up buying GTA Five twice and Last of Us twice. And I bought all the GTA Five again very yeah, recently for, just, for streaming stuff on PC, and it's just like, come on, I own three versions of this fucking game now. Right? What, what do they think they are on Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this this really, I mean, this is something that they've been talking about for years. This is that initiative that they're just like, well, what the hell does a family of consoles mean? It's like this smart delivery system is exactly what that means. You have it on one, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be able to play this game. It's not going to be, you know, it's like you're not going to get that 4K, super ultra high def HDR, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to be able to play the game just like everybody else. I can't say the same that Sony is going to do that. So when you Spider-Man 2 comes out for PS5, I don't think it's going to come out for PS4. So, you know, you're going to have to have that issue. But if Nintendo, if, uh, if, if Xbox continues this, this going forward, this whole thing of no matter what we're going to release, at least, at least if it's first party for sure, that you're going to be able to play it on anything, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's. It, I, I'm hoping by doing this, they force others to make that the standards. And by others, I mean Sony, because Nintendo will never do this. Nintendo doesn't give a shit. <laughs> never. But um, it, it's very consumer-friendly. I think it follows a trend of what they've been doing, uh, like with Game Pass, and just giving people a lot of value. And, and, you know, I think if you pay $60 for a game, I think it's fair to want to be able to play that wherever and you know so i think it's very good and i do think we've criticized them but i think microsoft has done some great things uh, in the last few years when it comes to xbox one i think it's it's come back um you know game pass is a great value I think they're fixing the holes in their game, so to speak, in terms of buying up studios, getting you know getting more games in the pipeline, and hopefully we're going to see that kind of bear fruit in the next few years. So it's like, to me, it feels like I know behind the scenes they're doing good things. Like I know there's a good engine under that hood. I just don't think it fully, you know, I don't think they fully showed it off today. Agreed. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about Last of Us 2. Speaking of trailers, we got the new Last of Us 2 trailer, and it it has been a very 
uh, busy week or two for Last of Us 2. Of course, the hackers leaked the plot points. Now, there was a rumor out there that it was a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee. Turns out, nope. Just hackers, as usual. Uh, Get clear, we're not talking spoilers. There's no spoilers. Yeah, we're not going to talk. I haven't even really looked at some of the... I read one, I think, accidentally on Twitter, but then I immediately forgot it, so I don't... I think my brain has been eternal sunshine of (laughs) Last of Us 2 spoilers. Good reference. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought the new trailer was really good. I mean, and it, it seemed like... Uh, boy, it seems incredibly violent. Uh, Ellie obviously being the focus now, kind of on a on a mission of her own. It seems like uh, we have Joel kind of offering her, you know, some some gray-headed fatherly advice. But uh, boy, those cinematics were awesome looking. It, it just yeah, and I heard a, a lot of people say crunch to make them. Yeah, exactly. I heard a lot of people say though, man, I saw the spoilers, but this this got me all hyped up for it again. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, I mean, I I very purposefully did not watch the trailer because I'm just so like we're only a, a month out. It's like I'm just I I'm on my media blackout right now. I but like if it's to your point about this game's brutality, um, I was sold like the second there was that scene where within a few minutes of each other, Ellie shoots someone in the head as he looks under the car, gets dragged out, and then it cuts to that part where like they're disemboweling the dude in the forest and like oh, making yeah. him zombie bait. So. That the all that like already because that for, the first game is also very very brutal. If you remember the like the, you didn't just melee kill people, you like could stab those clickers. You had to shank them. Yeah. Well, that, like that, that, I would say like one of the most disturbing and visceral parts of that first game is when you're going against a human and you you know sneak up behind them and you're and you and you like hit the the chokehold or whatever and they are like their eyes are bulging, they're grasping for breath. They're not just like ugh ugh. like Minecraft noises they're like choking and gasping for air and like slowly flailing and twitching and and same way as when you like come up and you know hit someone with a brick or something I mean it it, it's like blunt force trauma to the head and that character animation like shows it so I'm I'm super I'm saying all this because having not seen the trailer but having replayed that first game like three times I think man like if they can just extend those those moment to moment beats of incredible like environmental and animative storytelling Ugh. I don't yeah. give a shit if the entire game is spoiled for me from the beginning to end, and I know everything that happens. It's just the it's the experience of the execution of a Last of Us game, you know. Based on based on you know what I based on the trailer, I can safely say that you're more than likely going to get a lot more of that. Um, probably one of my favorite parts of the original Last of Us, and it seems like they're leaning heavily into that, was that actual moment where you're actually playing as Ellie for a little bit because of, you know, no spoilers, something happens mm. and blah, 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 and you're forced to play as Ellie, and you're on your own, and you're kind of going off hunting to, you know, help out. And it was so, uh, it was so brutal, and it was so, like, you know, this is a little girl doing all of this stuff, and it was so, like, oh my gosh it's like it's different that joel was doing it because joel is this grown man and then you have a little girl follow in joel's footsteps because she's been watching joel this entire time now to take that to the the next level is now ellie is an adult and has learned more from that and it's just you know it's it's that trailer is so like i'm ready i'm ready for this yeah, and there, there had been a, a lot of backlash to the game sort of after the spoilers leaked. People seemed to be mad at Naughty Dog that it didn't, uh, uh, it didn't, the story seemed lame or whatever. My feeling is, 
you can't get an idea of how a game is going to turn out based on a few bullet plot points or, or even just a written summary of a story. It's all about how they execute it. Uh, there's so many things. V video games are so visual, so interactive. It's about uh, uh, the, the way they present it. It's going to be about, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the voice acting in it. Just so many things that I, I don't think it's fair to just judge it. Or, or if you don't, if, if it looks like it sucks to you, that's fine. Don't, don't get it. But I, I think that there's still a lot to uh, be excited about. And, and they've said that, you know, you, you might think you know what's going on, but you really don't. Um, this is one of those things where I feel like Naughty Dog, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt this time because they always deliver at a pretty high quality. I agree. I mean, I don't think I've played a Naughty Dog game that I didn't, like, legitimately, like, fall in love with. Again, I, I mean, there's the whole, like, I don't know. When when people go out of their way to to spoil themselves on something, you know, like, I, 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 I feel definitely, I definitely feel bad for all the developers at Naughty Dog for the fact that they had this game that they've been painstakingly working on and crunching on, which is worse. Yes. Have yes. all of that stuff you know leak out and the fact that it was hackers makes it even worse and it's just a lot of it is you know it's like there's i mean in the end it, i i do believe that the people who are going to buy it are going to buy it anyway i don't necessarily think that these leaks are going to negatively affect it in the long run you know it's it is you know sony's tentpole thing they're going to push it hard and people are going to buy this game right. however it just fucking sucks you, you know imagine working on something for you know three four five years and then right at the finish line, when you're right there, having everything you've worked for just be published. And it's like, it's so disheartening. And it's I, so I, just disappointing that, that this shit happens. I can definitely see that perspective. I, I do wonder, though, how widespread the leaks were. Meaning, I, I don't think yet Joe Average Gamer probably saw them. You know, I, I think the people who... Uh, uh, Cruise Reset Era and 4chan and, and read all the forums, you know, yes, they might have seen them. That sucks. I, I think, my guess is overall we're talking about a small percentage of people. I, I do agree that uh, people who are going to buy this game, I think, are still going to buy it. I, I don't think the spoilers... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we and talked most about... People most people don't want to look at spoilers anyway. When when that stuff starts trending on Twitter, the first thing you see people saying is like, hey, avoid this. And that's like most of everything. You can't even, it, it's difficult to even find the spoilers. Right, like with point. the Star Wars yeah. movies or like Avengers Endgame. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on the podcast last week, but like I, I would wager to bet that the vast majority of people, once this game launches, the vast majority of people that will buy this game will have absolutely no idea that a leak was even a thing. Agreed. And it's because this is a flagship title for Sony, and they are going to market it as such. And there will be a plenty of people that buy it just based off the box art alone. Um, and I think <laughs> right. it, I, I, said, I said it <laughs> last week, and I'll, I'll reiterate it again. Like I think a, a year from now, we'll look back at this and be like, that was that leak was entirely inconsequential and like to you know to the actual point of, of the story that you brought up brian about like where the actual leaks came from for me i i personally like while i'm not condoning naughty dog's reputation of not treating their employees super well um i'm glad to hear if not just for the sake of the industry that it was not a disgruntled employee leaking from within but that it seems like it was 
like uh, correct me if I'm m- mistaking anything here, but it was like a group of people really interested in Naughty Dog's dev kind of components, and they yeah. had been able to mine some stuff, and then some bad actors beyond that got a hold of that and, and yeah. put those out to the public. I think that's the yeah. I think that's what mm-hmm. uh, what's been reported, and we should also note leaks happen all the time. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Pokemon is legendary for leaks popping up. I mean, uh, 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 there's just all kinds of games that have gone out there, gotten leaked. And to me, it almost seems like a good sign of interest, at least in your game, that somebody cares enough to yeah. leak the story of it. In, um, in fact, uh, bringing up that Pokemon thing and, and tying into to what Zach said, it's like that Pokemon leak, they leaked the entire decks for, for the Gala region right. for, for Sword and Shield. They leaked almost everything about it. And Which is just as important to Pokemon uh, because it's not really a story-driven game. And it was one of the best-selling titles on the Switch. And uh, initially, you know, it's like initially it was one of those things. It's like, well, will it do well? And it's like, yeah, it's going to do freaking gangbusters, and it totally did. And the leaks really didn't affect it. In anything, it just really affects the morality of the team developing it and I the think studio that's itself right. yeah. more than yeah. anything. And then it makes you think, it's like, well, okay, you know, how do we increase our security? And you know, as as far as an infrastructure and, and a back end type of thing. And then if it's somebody who's internal, it's just like, well, now we need to be even more careful with who knows what. Because sometimes when, when people are working on games or movies or stuff like that, I mean, you know, bringing up the whole uh, the whole endgame thing, uh, only Robert Downey Jr. had the complete correct script for that. Everybody else had different scripts that were wrong. Smart. And had different yeah. spoiler, spoiler yeah. things that were totally incorrect. And only sometimes Robert you'll Downey see him shoot a bunch of different endings and stuff to kind of fool Yeah, I mean, uh, we, saw, we saw Hulk and Wakanda in the trailers. There's no Hulk and Wakanda. Just doesn't right. exist. It doesn't happen. It, but it does seem. It does seem like the Sony is very sensitive to the backlash it's getting because they turned off likes and dislikes. <laughs> they turned off comments. You can tell uh, they don't want people uh, sort of downvote bombing it, uh, which I get in the short term. I think that you know people love to kind of. Uh, swarm on things and, and you know oh well, we're going to stick it to this game in particular it happens yeah, all the but, time games get review bombed but at the same time disabling comments and disabling the like dislike ratio that's just going to make people go to other fucking right. social medias and be just like what the fuck do you think you're doing it, it does seem to show a lack of confidence in your really game a, a little bit I, I feel that but at the same time like Sony is still a, a huge business and they like have to kind of I don't blame them for taking the more corporate approach of like look at it, like these spoilers are already out here and we know that if we leave like I, I know that it's probably more stifling hate than anything else but like it's just common sense that if they leave the comments on there's gonna be people just ripping spoilers throughout the comments to a degree that like mm-hmm. no moderator will ever be that's able a to good like point. manage that's, it yeah, and that's it's like, also fair and it's like, like and it's like the like the, dislike the, ratio come on no 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 and that's and that's why I I also agree with Brian that this was not simply just to stifle people that wanted to spoil the game it was also stifling negative sentiment but mm-hmm. like if it, it, to me that that's the least of my concerns of, of like Sony's missteps in this because it's like that's they're the official like corporate representative page of it like and if if if, they, if that place it can't be you know even if even that place is replete with spoilers then like where the fuck else is safe so it's like here's the yeah. one place where you can definitely go watch the trailer yeah Without having any issue. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's that's definitely fair. I I definitely I don't agree with the fact that they needed to turn off the like dislike ratio. The comments I make it makes sense because I mean, even on even on comments on videos that were reporting about it, people are just like, hey, here's a bunch of spoilers. I was like, first of all, 
asshole. Second of all, you know, why did you feel the need to do something like this when, you know, this is like, what, what, what benefits you for, for ruining this experience for somebody right, else? What right. is the point of spoiling it for somebody? Uh, I never I, really I think it's just it. trolling, just trolling. Yeah, you know, it's just on the internet. I, I, yeah. You can't um, go for reason in the eyes of a madman, Kate. Some people <laughs> just don't watch the world burn. All right, um, Joker, I get it. What, what do you guys? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I'm still gonna check it out. This none of this affects. Yeah, my, this doesn't affect my. Yeah, not at all. I, I, exactly I think it, zero I think it's about it. I'm I'm right. super into this. It's. Uh, I loved The Last of Us. I love The Last of Us, uh, the original. I love the DLC. I love the fact that they went back and took time to remaster it for the PS4 because it was a late uh, late entry in the thing. I hope that they do this kind of again. I, I mean, I'm kind of expecting them to be just like, hey, you know, here's The Last of Us for the PS4, right? Here's The Last of Us for the PS, uh, Last of Us Part Two for the PS5. Um, I think that's a, I think it's a smart move for them to to still like, you know, sunset the the PlayStation 4 with something good. I mean, Nintendo notoriously famous for it. Hey, here's Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Here's Breath of the Wild on the Switch. It's the same freaking game. But also, you can play it on your new console as well. And they're saying that there's backwards compatibility that's going to be implement, implicated in the the, the the PS4 or the PS5 for the PS4. So maybe they're going to do that. Wait, like, there's going to have wait. So there's going to be back. Uh, you should DLC. be able to. There should be able to. There should be able to play your PS4 games on the PS5 based off of what you know the whole Got presentation okay. was. Okay. So okay. hopefully there's maybe maybe they'll do that like Xbox One X upgrade kind of stuff that Microsoft's been doing. Uh, I would hope so, but you know I can't trust Sony to 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 figure out backwards compatibility these days. Sony has a tendency when they're the front runners to to uh, uh, lapse into some bad habits and to oh, yeah. uh, try to try to do things their way uh so this will be interesting because they're definitely the lead dogs again with the ps4 i i'm i'm hoping they they haven't they haven't put out a bad console yet i still feel like the ps5 will be great um but yeah i I hope we don't get like a return of bad sony uh, as we have seen sometimes Sony, Sony, kind of like what? What they'll have like a, a a rocky launch. Like PS3 had a rocky launch, but they they found their solid ground once. Uh, I feel like once the 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 PS3 Slim came out, they're just like, all right, we figured it out, we got it. Sorry about that whole like first year and a half, two years, but now we got this. We got this under control. Um, yeah, I think once they started doing those commercials with Kevin, the vice president. Oh my gosh, uh, I love those. To, I, uh, to me, that is what turned it around. It was just sort of fun, and and um, uh, I don't know. And and you're right. I think it was rough at first, but then they they kind of got it turned around. Uncharted, I feel like, really oh, kind yeah. of bailed that console out. So good. Um, okay, let's um, let's go to the questions. But before that, we have a sponsor. Get Hell yeah. excited. Yeah. Woo! We love when people sponsor the Roundup. That means they're supporting us. So you the support up. them. The Roundup. The, the podcast. <laughs> excuse me. Roundup uh, too. Sponsor that dream. as well. Um, okay. This is coming from Shudder. Shudder is a premium video service brought to you by AMC Networks, offering an unbeatable selection of expertly curated horror, supernatural, and thrillers uncut and commercial free with exclusive and original titles you won't find anywhere else start your free trial today risk free now you can stream great thrillers horrors all this 5.99 a month 
$56.99 a year. Shudder has the largest, fastest growing human curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. Kind of the Netflix for horror. Think about it like that. That, that makes Ooh, sense, right? I like yeah. that. Um, I like that. I've checked out Shudder. It is awesome. I, horror movies scare me, but like in a good <laughs> way. Like I was a big like uh, Children of the Corn fan. Oh, good movie. When I was oh, so good. And they have a new original series called Creep Show, which is awesome. Kind of a little a throwback to the old school. I love the original Creep Show. I'm old enough to remember that. They've also got original series Cursed Films, The Deadlands. Uh, an exclusive from Rob Zombie, Three from Hell. Come on, it's Rob Zombie. That guy makes some crazy stuff. It's just, if you're into horror, if you're into thrillers like this, this is, like, curated for you. This is for horror fans. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. Shudder's expertly curated collection includes titles like The Acclaimed, Tigers Are Not Afraid, One Cut of the Dead, Revenge, and the Creepshow TV series produced by Greg Nicotero and based on the famous films by George Romero. You can't go wrong with that. George Romero, excuse me. Now, here's what you got to do. Try it free for 30 days. So you got free a free month to check it out. Go to Shudder.com. Use promo code SENDNEWS. That's Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. Use promo code SENDNEWS, S-E-N-D-N-E-W-S, all one word. Thanks to Shudder. I'm stoked. Uh, we appreciate them I, I with actually, the sponsorship. I'm a, I'm a very uh, – I, I, I've actually been been watching Shudder for about – three years now oh wow okay i love i mean i'm i'm a horror buff anytime a, a horror game comes into you are. to the yes. review to the review you know rounds it's just like oh yeah gimme 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 the scary game i want it uh but i love scary movies i'm a huge fan of them i i probably watch like uh anywhere between six or seven different horror movies a week at least i'm a huge horror buff so shutter i horror is my genre of of choice i and well, it doesn't it doesn't like seem like it is but oh gosh a good horror movie just gets me right and right in the heart uh, it's so good y'all are giving me a i'm getting a big old <laughs> hb right now get like, a big horror old boner. horror boner <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Did you do a sound effect? That's amazing. He actually That's owns a slide, a slide whistle. whistle. He owns <laughs> one. Oh yeah. And you know what? Other services have horror stuff. We know, but this is exclusive to horrors and thrillers, suspense. That's when you know you're going to get some deep cuts that you might like that you're not going to find anywhere else. Oh so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Shutter. There's a lot of fun ones. Yeah, so go check it out. Uh, Shutter.com. S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. Promo code send news. Just gave an extra little plug there. That's how much we love Shutter. Okay. Oh, let's and if you go. if you like indie deep cut horror movies, I also recommend checking out it too. Out now everywhere. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell deep cut yeah. there. Never heard of that one. All right, questions from the audience. First one's up from Cesar. Okay, so it was revealed that Cyberpunk 2077 allows you to customize your genitals now. I love where this is going. How would you customize your character's no-no parts? Do you have a wish list of things you'd like to add, remove? And then in parenthesis, they write LEDs, teeth, an actual drill, or just go full <laughs> Kendall and smooth it all out. I'm too mm. old for this question. One, one of my favorite things to do is... I would like one that doesn't leak when I pee. <laughs> That's how I would 
I, he liked to customize a, oh, that, customize a cyberpunk character with a. Well, speaking of tickled, uh, he liked to make a character with a strong prostate. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I, one of my favorite things to do is to is to take all take all of my 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 doodads down there and just and just like pu- push them all back and kind of cross my, my thighs a little bit and make it look like I got a just got a Kindle going on down there, but like a ha- like a hairy Kindle. Oh That's always God. one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and then you turn around and like reveal, whoa, it's all back there. So I think I'm going to try to go for something like that. Maybe if there's like a, like an option to like duct tape um, it back, you know, like drag race style. Maybe that could be a cool, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I kind of want to go like buck wild with this, you know, cause I've never had this option before. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh. I would, like so an, I would like an asshole that goes numb during my prostate exam. So I, I would like feel there's, a there's loop an asshole that. that's extra yeah, sensitive that's during my prostate exam. <laughs> oh, so, no. so fun fact: uh, Caesar actually works in uh, Caesar. Caesar. Caesar uh, actually works in uh, RT Animation. So, shout out to to my boy. Hell over yeah. an RT animation. I thought I noticed that that profile yeah, that photo profile looked uh, familiar. That I, I love, I love my dude Caesar. Uh, but uh, so I have two answers to this. One is both. I want both. I want both. I would just want to have both. It's like you know what? Why not? Best of both worlds, of there course. You go. There you uh, go. The other one is. Uh, do you remember the show Drawn Together? It used to air on Comedy Central. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. So the the princess from that. Uh, had very very unique genitals. Uh, it was actually a tentacle monster that was tucked <laughs> inside. And I'm just like, I want to do that too. So if I can like have both of those things going on, this is like I'm gonna have both nope. of those. But then also a tentacle monster that can come out whenever I choose to. That's what I want. I like it. You need some you need some backup possibly if you get into a conflict. I mean, that you're just you know what? You always yeah, you always have a co-op partner with the tentacles inside of you. <laughs> Tell you what, I cannot wait for the Inside Gaming Daily story where we are just shitting all over CD Projekt Red because it's like, oh, oh, okay, you give us all this free choice of genitals, but I can't make a front bussy and a back bussy? All right, fuck this game. Yeah. Cancel. This, this has feature video written all over it. Oh, my gosh. Literally, here, here's out. my pitch for the feature video. Everybody creates their own genitals for their own characters. Let me just show them off. Yep. All I want right, a move. turtle penis. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, Sam D asks, which game have you put the most time into? Great Ooh. question. Um, golly, uh, probably an MMO for me, uh, all time, maybe Final Fantasy XI. Uh, uh, two solid years, 2004 to 2006. Uh, currently, probably Hearthstone. I just play it all the time because it's, uh, y- y'all know, I play Hearthstone all the time. Um, mm. I probably put. Uh the, the, the single game that I've probably put the most amount of hours into that isn't like an MMO or anything like that was uh, Disgaea 1 for the PS2. I put nearly 2,000 hours into that game. I've always tried to get into Disgaea. I got five. I just, what's the, I need to just, I, I guess, keep on. I assume at some point it just hooks there's, you. There's one of those things that's like, the story's really fun and it's kind of like a weird, lighthearted, freaky, like take on, on RPGs. But once you get past those first couple levels and you really understand the, 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 the mechanics of the game, especially later on, where you can literally build a tower of characters and then use those characters as a whip to just beat the <laughs> shit out of another character and do trillions and trillions and trillions of, uh, of points of damage, that's where the game gets, starts getting like really creative and fun. And the, then there's an item world where you can go into an item and then go down deeper into levels and then level up those items. It's It's 
so ridiculously like in depth and everything like that. But if you really like spending a lot of time on one game and you want to spend yeah. sixty dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. on one game and just have you know thousands of hours of potential content, Disgaea has has always been my go-to. But Disgaea wanted about two thousand hours. <laughs> wow, I, I do appreciate how utterly insane that franchise is. That just oh, it's wild. they just remove the rails, uh, you know, from the from the normal uh, kind of. A strategy game like this, and just yeah, just let you go absolutely insane. Hell yeah, so baby! I respect that. All about it. Mm. Uh, for me, I mean, I put like I put like two two hundred fifty ish hours into Breath of the Wild, um, which is ca- I know no, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come in as casual here. Like I, I mean, as the as the probably. Ch- Chadist uh, gamer <laughs> in, the, in the group here, the like, Virgin Chad, the Virgin Chad. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm uh, borderline ashamed to admit that that probably Fortnite. It, uh, oh, up. Yeah. I, I, I put a my my Can entire you floss? like. Uh, still no. Uh, my my like half of my entire friend group and like all my brothers and all of our his friends and stuff. We all just became this gigantic like um, amorphous blob of like constantly being in different f- squad formations and, f- and I haven't played Fortnite in, in quite a while I've been clean for almost what, like eight nine months uh, but it's it's that I put a, a disgusting amount of like we wrung every bit of fun out of the game we could same You're thing in the with Fortnite you know, version of triple a yeah same yeah same or thing with AAA, like the, the- Triple triple A, double A, double A, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes, yeah, I I knew where you were going with that. Uh, same thing with like Call of Duty stuff like those. I mean, like I remember being back at like a sophomore in high school and putting just every waking moment I wasn't doing something into into Modern Warfare and, and same thing with like the new one. But I I think the game I have put the most time into, period, in my life, uh, if if you're counting multiple iterations, is Peggle. I've oh put, yeah, oh, I've, God. I have bought Peggle. I, I was thinking about. I, I know. I like. I was like thinking about this the other day, and I like went through some like old receipts and shit. I have literally bought Peggle on every device I have owned since the iPod Video. I think that it was very first available for. Wow. And I'm talking. Yeah, I've owned Peggle on every iPod. I've on Peggle on every smartphone. I've owned Peggle on a Droid NV2. <laughs> I've owned it on a fucking. I'm telling you, I've played. I got like I Here. sat through. I, I sat through. I when I used to. I got through church sane because I would sit there <laughs> and just have like the little my little Droid NV2 whatever sitting there playing Peggle uh, like in the pews and like with under the book or whatever and I oh, literally... ch- uh, smartphones would have made church so much better I know uh, that's why you bring a, a GBA SP you sit all the way in the back you got that backlight you don't no, need to my parents to wouldn't shit. have put up with that no we I could basically <laughs> just kind of draw on the on the program yeah, I used uh, to draw pentagrams and shit. That was really fun. Zach, I have a proposition for you then. How about yeah. next Inside ga- uh, Inside Gaming Live, you and me, Peggle 2. Oh, nice. I, I adore Peggle. I've let's, pu- I've, let's, let's hell go. I don't even want to think how many hours I've put into Peggle because let's genuinely, I like, I, I don't, like, maybe someone here could, could do some, like, back-of-the-envelope math for me, but I have played that game in, the sp- in probably about the same way maybe a little bit less as Brian has been playing Hearthstone since 2008 dang yeah some of those games just kind of hit you right in the sweet spot and you're just like yep this is this does it for me yep I've played it every 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 basically damn near every device I have owned for the last over a decade it's been you (laughs) mean Peggle 2 let's do it Zach yeah all right, so uh, the next question is from uh, This Is Skater, which says, uh, what do you think is the best, quote, 
horde quote mode in gaming and why is it call of duty zombies uh i love i if they broke out call of duty zombies as its own thing i would probably get back into call of duty in general like seriously that's how fun it is but i gotta give it to left for dead's like last stand mode where it's just you against like that 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 finale moment that horde at the end of every campaign that's just too memorable for me not to love i feel that i i i am partial i i I haven't played a a ton of games with horde modes um i mean you played fortnite fortnite was originally horde mode until they decided to ditch that for no that's very true i mean I, do, I like don't get me wrong I do love a good tower defense game um, I'm still all these years later so broken hearted that they took crystal defenders off the app store oh man crystal <laughs> I love that game love that game but but like for me there's there was nothing quite like that um, Gears of War 2 horde mode oh, uh, yeah. when you would just get a, a nice little tight squad it was usually like me and my cousin and you know I think you could have up to four people if I remember and you yep. would just and we, there was that one um, canals level where you there was like basically just you, there was like the one end on each side where you could there was basically one entrance and one exit and you could just sit there with like the um, shields that you could plop down yeah and just and and then the pillars and you could just sit there all, like we used to just breeze through that like up through all the final waves and stuff because you we would just get so good at being like okay on this on this downtime you two are gonna run out grab the ammo get what you need get back and you're back in like 20 seconds and then on the next one we're gonna rotate and like we got uh, I have such fond memories of specific. There is no moment. better. There's no better feeling than being in a spot like that where you know you're just gonna absolutely waste everything. Yeah, and then just oh, it's so good. Did you ever? I, I always loved doing a similar thing in the Grand Theft Auto games where you would go into like Cluckin' Bell and like hide behind the <laughs> counter and then like get a six star rating and then just you'd you'd like have like the cops just trying to like burst in. You'd have like SWAT team and, and they'd all be like smart, standing outside the door trying to like throw grenades or whatever. Right. And then you'd have that one guy and it's like, oh, we got a hero here, and then you got to make an example out of him and you absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah and then you throw his head back so they know you mean business yeah yep. halo 3 odst had a really good horde mode too i really dug it uh they brought it back in reach which is pretty fun too but odst was very memorable for me because you know not being a spartan in odst was kind of just like oh i'm human and i'm vulnerable and it made it a little bit more scary and more tense um all right let's go on michael hauk asks have you visited any places in real life and connected that experience with video games? Example, I visited Rome a while back and saw the Colosseum and connected that when I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember when I went to L.A. for the first time and <laughs> I just drove down. I don't know if it was the Strip or what. Um, and I was like, wow, this is just like GTA. They really nailed it. Um, so that that was my, the main thing I thought about when I saw this question. I mean, Assassin's Creed definitely is the is the like quintessential thing here. I remember you know studying abroad in Italy and being like, I, I, why does everything look so familiar? So familiar. I've, I've jumped off that building before. I know I have. Where's all the bales of hay? <laughs> yeah. This is so unrealistic. There's supposed to be bales of hay everywhere. But like the uh, same thing with GTA. Like I uh, lived in New York City for like a summer when I was when I was younger, um, and I like I remember when GTA Four came out, being like, oh shit, this is spot on like the the just the transition from like n- neighborhood into neighborhood and how there's like that slow creep of like oh I'm not on the upper west side anymore and right. it's like yeah I thought they nailed that and it was it was a very cool like dynamic experience just going from one end of Algonquin to the top Did, so, didn't they use Assassin's Creed to help rebuild Notre Dame, Dame? yeah, yeah. Like, indeed. The cathedral? That, that's yeah. really cool 
So uh, I have to go with uh, with yes as well. Uh, New York City in like any kind of capacity in video games. And uh, to tie this all to the, the giant rooster teeth mythos, we actually made a video back in 2011, which was a video game tour of New York City, taking a look at the various versions of New York City. And when I finally got to be there, I'm just like, you know, the, a lot of games got this right. Like there's a, mm. so many games that are just like, no, this this feels right. I mean, even uh, Spider-Man on uh, on PS4 is just mm-hmm. like, yeah. no, this this is New York, except for you know, there's the Avengers Tower, but still, um, it's just it's so satisfying to to like actually be in the middle of Times Square and just kind of look around and be like, this is exactly like I imagined it after playing all of those games, and it was kind of like oddly breathtaking just to kind of like take in that moment of I've been here in so many games and seen it in so many movies, but now I'm here and it, it, it feels surreal almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never been to New York. I need to go, but I remember LA totally feeling like that the first time I was there, like, wow. Cause oh, you have sure. seen it so many times yeah. and seen so many movies and shows based there or, or about LA that it's, oh, yeah. yeah, all the landmarks you, you know, it's New, or, uh, New, New York I would imagine. Everything is the, orange. The nth degree. Yes. <laughs> Actually, one one quick lesson for me really quick was I, I had a similar thing, just going the opposite direction with um, uh, London, when I, I did a semester in London and I, I, it was my first time being there and I had, I remember playing, had really fond memories of playing The Getaway. Um, oh, good and, game. And being like, oh, like the, I don't know, just there's there's parts parts of a lot of London where it's not very like it's uh, not like New York, right? Where there's it's a lot of lower kind of white yeah. buildings with like that very European look of just like avenues and stuff. And it, I remember specifically, you know, the neighborhood that I lived in and in, in like kind of like South Kensington or whatever in London had. Um, that I just immediately would be like walking down the street just to go get some food or something. And be like, God, this is, I I'm fucking remember this from the getaway. Like, <laughs> it's cool. Um, let's move on. Toad the Fungus asks, what game developer would you bring back from the dead? I have an immediate answer to this origin from back in the day, makers oh, of hmm. the Ultima franchise, Wing Commander. I, I know Richard Garriott is still out kind of doing uh, his own thing, but but I, I just feel like that developer was such a great collection of talent and, and uh, just... Uh, they made such good games, and Ultima Online was one of the first like MMORPGs, and then EA bought them, and just uh, and uh, like they always do, just ruin everything. <laughs> and plus, it was just it was based out of Austin, and Austin has a real history of you know uh, 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 little studios getting purchased, and and, mm-hmm. and then just kind of run down, and, and so it I don't know, yeah, origin for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, they're not defunct, but I, I just want them to make an actual game that isn't a sports game, which is Camelot. Uh, make Golden Sun Four, please. But as far as real defunct ones, I'd have to say, again, you know, it's that whole thing of you know we're gonna buy you and then you're gonna do great things and then we're gonna close you down. Visceral. Oh my gosh, they were so good at just like capturing what worked with like not just like uh, you know horror games but they went above and beyond with with what they wanted to do and they had such a great vision for for the future of games and they're just like we're gonna make a single player game and then they're just like yes is like absolutely not you're close yeah. <laughs> it's like oh uh. come on what the hell man and then they released a single player star wars game and it did well so what did you do come right. on it could have been <laughs> great Ugh. yeah visceral I- for sure uh, I for me, I'd have to say uh, like 
immediately I think of LucasArts. Um, uh. Immediately I think of you know like Maxis for for the Sim stuff, and and um, that one that one kind of hurts. But I think like one that maybe a little more dark horse one is is um, Pandemic. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they they made if you remember they made um, the mercenary games back in the day, but they also made it's just kind of like tangentially related to the LucasArts. They made, I believe, the first two Star Wars Battlefront games. Oh, um, they they'd made uh, they they did make uh, let's see, they did Battlefront two for sure, and yeah, they definitely did Battlefront one. Uh, they also did destroy all humans. Yeah, they no, which, they had a really cool oh, DNA so to their games that they they really nailed that kind of open open world-ish adjacent formula that, that like I always found there was a very satisfying feeling to playing those games. I remember loving, like there was a, a that's very specifically that era of like PS2 era gaming where um, it was like, they just it hit after hit. It was like Battlefront, Battlefront 2, Mercenaries was an awesome, awesome game if you never played it. Um, Mercs 2 was it, good too. Yeah, and then uh, Destroy All Humans. Yeah, they all had that same kind of feel to them, that like pandemic tightness that feel. So Again, yeah. EA killed them. <laughs> Is is Midway still around? I think of Midway and like no. THQ in the same ballpark. Mid- so. Midway's THQ's, gone. They got yeah. uh, they got absorbed. Uh, Midway's catalog uh, ended up with Warner Brothers, with and Warner, uh, yeah. now uh, we get to make uh, a bunch of cool uh, Mortal Kombat games. But uh, did you ever play Hydro the- Thunder? Did you play uh, Did you play the Saboteur uh, that was done by by the same by Pandemic? It was. Uh, <laughs> did I play what? Sorry, you cut out. The Saboteur. Uh, no, I've heard great things world- though. I- World War Two, uh, yeah, World War II era, German occupied France. It's, it's a game that takes place in France, which there aren't a heck of a lot of them in the first place. In France, it's super stylized. It's very like noir kind of. It's, it's oh my gosh, it was. Speaking of war, let's want to give a shout out to Team Bondi. Oh, Team Bondi. Oh. <laughs> oh man, you're hitting it. You're hitting it so hard. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, Mason says, what game world did you get completely lost or invested in? Like, game lore, licensed, canon books, comics, everything. What what did you get, like, so invested in as far as mythology of the game itself that you, you found yourself lost, essentially? Um, Tiny Toons, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes. <laughs> You know, no, I mean, I mean, like, no, like, for real, like, I mean, God, I, there's too many to, to list here. I mean, um, Final Fantasy X was always a huge for me. I specifically love the, the the world of that game uh, and the characters. Uh, ha- the Half Life series uh, always always got really into. Um, st- st- I mean, like, I guess Star Wars is kind of like a cheapo answer here because I it's mean, that's I not, mean, it's fine. I mean, but there's so many Star answer. Wars. Yeah, there's no such thing yeah. as a wrong answer here. Well, no, but there's some, there's so many like Star Wars games that that like for, for my anything money with, really anything with Kyle Katarn, my dude. Yeah, just like anything that, that that I was so there was a there was a period in my youth where I was just ravenous for anything that was not what is you know then extended universe now you know legends or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's like that that having um, I remember having that feeling even as a, a youngster where it was like okay these these movies these prequel movies that are coming out right now are not giving me the Star Wars that I want, but like I could always turn to the games as a, a really great analog for what, how a good story could be told, you know, I, and how like totally bounty hunter was like, Oh, for oh, me. Cause it's like, finally so I get to play good. as, <laughs> get to play as Django Fett. And he's not just this little, little pussy boy. That's like shooting people <laughs> with darts. All right. I'm back. Sorry. I was dealing with a plumber, but I'm good now. So uh, Christopher, 
So I have I have I have my usual six, which is one's Pokemon, one is the Legend of Zelda, my 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 usual RPGs, which are Breath of Fire, Golden Sun. Um, I I love Persona. I love the whole mythology behind that. And then Fire Emblem is another one that I'm like super lost in all the time. So those are my big six of things that I just fall into. And it's just like, oh look, a new game came out. Well, I guess this is going to envelop my entire life for the next, oh, couple of years until the next game comes out. What, which question is this? Uh, this is from Mason. Uh, the oh, okay, the game, game world. Austin. Yeah. God, I don't know. Let me think. Come on, Dragon Quest, Brian. That has to... Yeah. Harry I, Potter. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, yeah, although... Hmm. Is there one? No, it probably would be Dragon Quest. Speaking of which, Enix I would bring back from the dead. I know they merged mm. with Square, but but back in the day, Enix just basically just made Dragon Quest games, so it was great. That's what they were working on at all times. Uh, they made a really f- cool game. Uh, I like how you tied day. this question back into the last one. You're welcome. <laughs> the, uh, they, uh, Enix made like some really experimental stuff. One of the best. I'm on their Wikipedia page. Yeah, I know uh, they Evo did more Search stuff, for Eden. But, um... Evo Search for Eden was so wild. You basically took a like a small like pre-evolved something and then you took it through all the evolutionary cycles and then became like either this like either man or like even like a, a bigger dinosaur or beast and everything like that. One of the most extremely cool concepts for a game that like almost never got explored again. I think Cubivore did something very similar on the game. Oh, that's era. Cool. But like Enix back in the day were they were ridiculously crazy. And they used to be rivals with Square. So they, they would put little zingers in Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy oh, yeah. games, kind of making like a, a, a grave for Erdrick was in the first Final <laughs> Fantasy. Like just little little shots like that. I I miss in this era of consolidation, I miss just little rivals like that where oh, they yeah. were like sniping at each other all the time it's like back when there were like two newspaper towns and they were always in competition with each other i know i sound like i'm from the 40s now but like yeah it was just like tell me what's the scoop on the tribune do you have anything new it was it was all in good fun though back in that time and now it's just like right. you know like an actual like you know these corporations rather than like being just like hey we're gonna make a cheeky joke about you blah 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 I mean uh, they re- they re uh, you know translated and made it Link's grave in the original Final Fantasy eventually so it's like yes. all sorts of shots being taken yes. it's like Sega does what Nintendo don't and all that stuff that boosted the industry and now it's just like. Well, we definitely don't see uh, Sony as a rival right, right. now, necessarily. Everybody's <laughs> friends now. Yeah, like back, uh, you here. knew you knew Letterman and Jay Leno hated each other. <laughs> like you just knew that, and like, oh, but now everybody's just friends. Everybody comes on uh, their shows and talks about how great everybody is. You're not like that behind the scenes. Ugh. So yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's my vote for that. Bring 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 back little petty rivalries. Yeah. I <laughs> Bring back people um, fucking hating each other. There you go. All right. Well, I think that's going to do us for Send News. I think we're up on an hour, so that's our time. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Love you.